0: Hey, 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 heads up, bitches. Welcome to another episode of Cut the Shit. I am Christian Tucker, giving you just another idiot's view of the world. I will be ranting and raving about this week's crap that has caught my attention for its stupidity or its uniqueness or its newsworthiness, or at least what I deem newsworthy anyways. As always, don't forget to catch us on the web at www.cuttheshitalready.com. There you will find links to hit to subscribe to our podcast. Also, you'll find a link to Twitter Our Twitter handle is at plzcuttheshit, as well as Facebook. You can go to www.facebook.com forward slash cuttheshitalready forward slash. Got something good to say or pass along? Do it at any of these locations. Got some putrid shit to spew my direction? Do it there also, dirtbag. We welcome it all. Okay, so let's get this shit going, shall we? Well, hello, hello, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Cut the Shit Podcast. This is episode 13, and today we are going to touch on the very sensitive topic of racism and discuss the definition of racist. seems every day we're hearing the word racist thrown out in every way possible, and it's kind of starting to bother me. So... Am I aware that even touching on this subject can bring great scrutiny um, and a lot of yelling, screaming, and uh, hatred in my way? Yes, I realize that. Um, I don't want that to happen. Um, do I realize that people might call me racist for bringing up the subject of racism? Yes, I'm aware of that too. Do I want that? No, I don't want that. I don't want to deal with all that bullshit, but at the same time, I feel like it, some of the stuff needs to be said. Some of the stuff needs to be asked, so I'm the idiot that's going to attempt to do it. Hopefully, I piss off very few of you along the way. <clears throat> Hopefully, I offend very few of you along the way, but we'll find out. So, let's begin, shall we? I realize, looking to my right, that I don't have my can of monster with me. So I'm definitely going to have to take a break at some point to go get that. This is a touchy topic, and it's very polarizing, and people already have their own set in stone views, which makes open dialogue hard. But let's try and put all that aside and have an honest discussion. Racist. This is the definition. Showing or feeling discrimination or prejudice against people of other races, or believing that a particular race is superior. So let that sink in for a moment. So let's start off small. Somebody wears a sombrero on Cinco de Mayo. Racist? A child wears a Moana costume for Halloween, is that cultural appropriation As some like to scream. Wearing Chinese robes with hair up and eyes painted in a slant. Why are these racist? Okay, what about um, dressing up as an Italian mobster? Racist? Dressing as a leprechaun or as a pharaoh? Why are these not at all or just a little racist? Who says? What's the governing body here? Why is dressing up for Halloween or whatever the case may be considered racist? I will say this, I don't think that it's racist. I think if you want to use the term insensitive, possibly. For instance, two boys love the movie Friday, but they're white and they dress up as Ice Cube and Chris Tucker and then they paint their faces black. Is that racist? Most people say yes. I say no, again, insensitive, yes. And I see and I hear why black people do not like it. And they have asked us, the white folks, not to wear it based on its roots in slavery and oppression. And I think most caring people have no problem abiding by their wishes and not wearing blackface. I'm cool with that. I understand that. But most of the times when people make the egregious mistake of doing blackface, you don't ask them to stop it and you don't try to explain your point of view. Instead, you attack and smear and try to ruin someone. There's been actresses who have dressed up as some chick from Orange is the New Black that people just attacked her and and went crazy. And of course, she didn't know she was doing anything wrong. Instead of somebody just explaining to her and having a, a dialogue with her and educating her on why blackface is wrong, everybody attacks her and wants her to lose her job and all that type of crazy stuff. So when celebrities or college students do wear blackface cut them some slack calmly explain why it's not acceptable before you go around screaming racist and demand that they be kicked out of that school or kicked out of that fraternity or fired from their hit tv show everything that's done is not racist it could be a teachable moment a little bit of education isn't that what we'd all love to see People will point to the past of vaudeville and stage and movie when blacks weren't allowed to perform. And that was a dark time indeed. But do we want to hang on to that with fear forever? Or is it time to move on and not get weirded out when two young boys pay tribute to a black actor or a musician or dress uh, or impersonate them? You know, I saw a video was on the Noah, the Noah Trevor show, and it was why you shouldn't wear blackface for a Halloween costume. And it was actually a pretty informative video and helped me better understand why people feel the way they do about blackface. So not everybody though sees that video. Not everybody has been engaged like that. So if that's the case with somebody who does wear blackface to a Halloween party, don't attack them. Don't yell racist at them. Don't throw drinks at them and, and, and whatever. Explain your position on the subject matter. Be cool, calm, and rational about it. And again, 90% of the people will look at you and be like, oh my gosh, I, I totally get it now, or I understand, or whatever the case may be. But for somebody just to immediately throw out racist um, and attack somebody is ridiculous. You know, again, the this uh, there's actually a couple actresses who did some blackface Halloween costumes that just got drug over the coals for that you know in that Noah Trevor piece they talked about if you want to dress as an iconic black person let's say Kanye West then wear the clothes right but don't paint your face black if you want to you know go as Bob Marley wear the clothes and the dreads but don't paint your face black um and so hey I get that and I'm cool with that so let's move on to the next one well before we move on let's let's go back real quick Um, Because I did want to touch on, do you remember that movie, White Girls? Uh, The Wayne Brothers movie. It was funny, I thought. I've seen it multiple times. But if that movie or a skit or whatever is done by any other race concerning any other race, it's racist. But not that movie. And I'm not saying we should yell racist at the Wayne Brothers for doing that movie. Because I don't think it is. Just as if opposite were true. Does this give one race... Carte Blanche to do an act and say what they want Why all other races have to sit the fuck down? Why is it okay for Will Smith to play the lead role in the Wild Wild West or Cedric the Entertainer to do a reboot of The Honeymooners with an all-black cast? Both of these shows were iconic and they had all-white actors in them. No one screams about them rebooting that with black actors so if that's okay then why wouldn't doing a jefferson's movie with let's say jack black be okay and no jack black is not black jack black is white i digress Um, we could not do a jefferson's remake with white people one it'd be called racist and two they'd say we were whitewashing we're told because the jefferson's is untouchable and it's strictly black Well, the same could be said about the Honeymooners, or even the Wild Wild West. So the double standard is maddening. Whitewashing is another made-up term to help drive a narrative that the white man is inherently racist in all he does, and should always be viewed through the lens of a white supremacist. On whitewashing, remember the movie uh, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise? He caught a bunch of heat for that shit, too. They tried to say it was whitewashing. And these are people who never saw the movie because the role was of a white man in Japan. He wasn't playing a Japanese character. He was playing a white man from America who came to Japan. So where's the controversy? I just don't get it. Again, Will Smith in the Wild Wild West doing the lead character who's iconic. But Scarlett Johansson in The Ghost in the Machine or The Ghost in the Shell or whatever the hell that movie was called is racist and whitewashing. It can't go both ways, okay? It's just ridiculous. So face it, movies cost millions to make, and they need to recoup that money. And Hollywood believes to sell a movie, they need a recognizable face and a recognizable name. Oftentimes, that's why Scarlett Johansson is in a movie and not some unknown Asian actor. It's pure economics. Now, if you feel Hollywood is wrong, have that discussion. But don't scream racist or whitewashing, for God's sake. Let's talk about another iconic character. it has been around for 40 years or you know more. James Bond is white. He was written by a white guy and has always been white. People are clamoring for Idris Elba to play Bond. And listen, I love Idris. I love him in all the things he does. I think he's a great actor. But he can't be Bond. Not James Bond. Not 007, anyways. If he wants to get into that universe, why not... Make him 009 or 005. We know there's other agents with different numbers. Idris has even commented on it. In an article, he said James Bond should not be male. Could be a woman. Could be a black woman. Fine. Again, if we want to go that route, that's cool. But she can't be 007. And she can't be fucking James Bond if she's a woman. She could be 001 or 006 or whatever fucking number you want to designate for her. The world is big enough to have more than one agents. And we know there are more than one agents. They've been talked about throughout the movies. You know, Jeremy Renner played a different person in the Jason Bourne series. If we want Idris so badly in the James Bond world, give him a new 00 number with his own unique name in the Bond universe. And the problem solved. My point is, none of the above mentioned things are racist. According to the definition we've already set forth at the very beginning of the show. Blacks don't want whites to play George Jefferson on the Jeffersons because he was written for and played for originally by a black man. It just doesn't work. Whites don't want Idris Elba to play James Bond for the same reason, just reversed. It's not hard to understand when you look at it from both sides of the coin. That is not racist, people. You don't want a white guy to play the Marvel version of Black Panther or an Asian guy to play that. People lose their fucking minds. So moving along, you know, Chrissy Teigen, I've talked about her before. Uh, I can't believe I'm mentioning her again, but apparently she does a lot of things that bring her attention. So anyways, in 2016, she lamented the fact that her salad dressing was called Oriental and claimed It's insensitive and racist. What? Just an FYI, the Orient is the East, traditionally comprising anything that belongs to the Eastern world in relation to Europe. So calm the fuck down. What's wrong with Oriental rugs? Or the classic novel, Murder on the Orient Express? Are those racist terms that we can't use anymore? Do we need to change Murder on the Orient Express to something else? Can we not call them Oriental rugs anymore? People screaming that the Orient is insensitive or racist are just plain ignorant and should shut the fuck up. This is from the LA Times. It's dated June 1st, 2016, by the author Jane Tsuchiyama. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I apologize, Jane. Uh, And she is of Asian descent. And here's her quote. As an Oriental... I am bemused. Apparently Asians are supposed to feel demeaned if someone refers to us as Orientals. But good luck finding a single Asian American who has ever had the word spat at them in anger. Most Asian Americans have had racist epithets hurled at them at one time or another. Chink, slant eye, gook, nip, zipperhead. But Oriental isn't in the canon. And why should it be? This is her. Literally, it means of the orient or of the east as opposed to the occident or the west. Last I checked, geographic origin is not a slur. If it were, it would be wrong to label people from Mississippi as southerners. Wow, I was great to hear her say that cuz I agree 100%. And it's common sense. Why isn't everybody else getting this through their fucking heads? Chrissy Teigen, Oriental is not racist, you fucking twat. Halloween costumes. Halloween costumes are not inherently racist. Unless someone then goes around acting and talking racist while they're in that costume. You know, we talked about it just a little bit before, but wearing a sombrero during a Cinco de Mayo while drinking with my friends, that's not racist. Again, if you want to say it's insensitive, or offensive, or rude, or whatever, then that's a debate we can all have. But it's not racist, so cut the shit on that. And along the same lines, cultural appropriation. Fuck that shit too. Now people can't wear dreadlocks because they're not Rastafarian or black. And really, if you want to take it that far, only Rastafarians should wear it because it's part of their religion, part of their culture. Normal black folks shouldn't wear it if they're not Rastafarians. Okay, then blacks can't drive pickup trucks because that is cultural appropriation from the southern redneck, right? Stupid. A six-year-old girl cannot wear a Moana costume because she is stealing the Polynesian people's identity? I don't get that. A little boy can't wear uh, Maui's uh, tattooed outfit because he's literally wearing the skin of a Polynesian man. The shit that's being said and done is insane. This is a quote from the Chicago uh, Tribune. Don't be fooled by false equivalencies. Sporting an afro to look like Angela Davis is simply not the same as donning a blonde wig to be Marilyn Monroe. Full fucking shit. False equivalency? Come on. We're not talking blackface. We're talking an Afro wig and a Marilyn Monroe wig. It's fucking hair. Hair is not racist, you fucking idiots. Everyone I see or hear or tries to say Halloween costumes are racist or cultural appropriation all say something along the lines of what this author on redbookmag.com said. And I quote, And those assholes are becoming even more empowered. Our president is a hate group apologist who tries to ban refugees from seeking asylum in our country simply because of their faith. Meanwhile, black Americans continue to be killed by police and anti-Semitic voices feel louder and more powerful than they have in decades. Using Trump as a way to deflect from their weak and pointless argument. What does your hatred of Trump have to do with you forcing Disney to remove their Moana costumes from sale? What does hating Trump have to do with you not wanting someone to wear an Afro wig? Besides, we're not even going to get into the Trump and the whole racist thing surrounding Trump. We'll get into that some other time. People who scream racist on stuff like this undermine the times there are truly racist things done and said. Crying and woof weekly, people lose interest and they no longer pay attention. You can't point at every fucking thing you see and yell racist and have people take you seriously. It's just not going to happen. So, listen, we can go on and on for hours on this Halloween and Hollywood racist crap. But you get the picture. We could go on probably for a week and the whole Trump and the racist narrative. That's a whole nother fucking show. So, let's go to some examples... Of insane things people are calling racist to help kind of highlight everything we're talking about here you're gonna fucking be mind-blown ready and begin so if you're white and you practice yoga you're probably a racist well okay you might not consciously be a racist but you are contributing to white supremacy argues a michigan state university professor also he says there's a serious yoga industrial complex that must be addressed. You're talking about a bunch of fucking sucker moms and latte tea drinking bitches doing downward poses and they're, and that somehow that's fucking racist. The article talks about a bunch of bullshit and colonization and so forth, but they state no real reason why it's racist. This is ridiculous and fucking asinine. I'll try to post a link to it uh, on the web page at www.tetheshitalready.com. All right. Next up. This is from an ESPN host. And the title of the article says, Notre Dame fighting Irish mascot is offensive. Needs to change. What? First Take host Max Kellerman. Don't even know who the fuck he is and I watch sports a lot, argued Tuesday that all offensive mascots should change. Who determines what's offensive? Wait, he said offensive, not racist. So now that racist has been accepted in the lexicon to encompass everything and everyone, now they lower the bar and they want to go after offensive. What's next? Maybe the bald eagle is going to be fucking offensive. Maybe a cougar is offensive, right? I mean, we all know what a cougar is. So what the hell, people? Max Kellerman, get a fucking life. Slow fucking news day for you or some shit. Again, I'll try to post a link to that on the website as well. Okay, I have but another one, and it's a doozy as well. Farmer's markets are racist. Yep, you heard that right. Farmer's markets. Two professors from San Diego State University claimed in a new book that farmers' markets in urban areas are weed-like white spaces, yes, quote-unquote, responsible for oppression. So, farmers' markets are now responsible for oppression. Where do the fuck do these professors get off at? Again, I'll try to put a link to that article on the website as well. Farmers' markets, fucking racist. You guys are fucking idiots, I swear to God. And, while we're talking about stupid-ass college professors, here's another one. He sparks fury by claiming having a white... Oh, actually, no, no, let me take it back. This is a woman. So she sparks fury by claiming having a white nuclear family with children you want the best for is a form of white supremacy. Fuck me. So now, wanting the best for your family... Is racist and you're a supremacist if you want the best for your family and you're white let's not leave out that part this professor is calling on white people to disinherit their children and give away their homes when they die What? and what makes it even more mind-boggling this is a white woman okay and we can get into the whole uh, white guilt bullshit that's probably a whole another show as well I'll try to put a link to this article on the website as well. But this bitch is fucking wackadoo. Basically saying, you need when you die, you need to give away your home. Don't let your kids inherit it because you're only contributing to white supremacy. I don't even know where to begin on something like that. So you want some more? This one's a doozy as well. A math education professor at the University of Illinois argues that white privilege is bolstered by teaching mathematics. Wait, he's a math education professor, and he says that teaching it bolsters white privilege? Does that make him like the Grand Duke then? Does he not realize he's participating and encouraging the white supremacy with his math teachings? Fucking idiot, friendship. A black professor in a New York Times op-ed ruled out friendship with white kids to his young boys after Trump got elected. He's using Trump's election to tell his sons not to be friends with white kids. And here's the craziest of them all. The solar eclipse. In an essay for The Atlantic, a university professor argues the eclipse was racist because of its path. He states along its path there live almost no black people. Well, at the time, I was in Kansas City. Kansas City has a lot of black people. You fucking idiot. I mean, who takes a universal event and tried to claim it as racist i thought only humans were racist now the universe is racist too the universe is working against all minorities to help keep them down and they did so by making a path with the solar eclipse over predominantly white folks areas whatever um of course they say college football uh, is racist as well Aaron C. Tarver, an assistant professor of philosophy at Oxford College of Emory University. What? Who? Where? Who's ever heard of that shit? He claims because the players are black and the game is violent, but it's run by a white coaching staff, that's white supremacy at work. Here's another fucked up one. Ready? Asking someone to show up on time is now racist. Yeah, true. The Clemson University training material for professors indicated that asking someone to show up on time is racist. Instead, the inclusive thing, according to the diversity materials, is to recognize cultural difference that may impact the meeting and adjust accordingly. What fucking cultural differences keeps a black person, an Asian person, a Mexican person a Brazilian, or whatever, from showing up to something on time. It's fucking stupid. In the previous uh, podcast, we spoke about the whole Walmart locking up black beauty supplies and how they're now being sued for it being racist. If you have a store and a certain product is constantly getting stolen, you don't give a fuck about the color of people that are stealing it. It's that product that's always getting stolen. You gotta lock it up. If I run a Walmart, and all the Star Wars toys are getting stolen, I'm locking them up. Apparently, I got a bunch of little geeks and nerds who like to come in and steal my Star Wars toys. It has nothing to do with their fucking race. If I got, um, well, hell, they always used to lock up, uh, they still lock up video games. Video games are locked up because they're an easy thing to steal, and they're fucking expensive. So if something is getting stolen all the time from your store, you lock it up. Because you don't want it to get stolen. That's money out of your pocket. So you lock it up. That has nothing to do with fucking race. And again, people who pull that shit are fucking ignorant and need to just walk the fuck off the plank. So, again, the topic of racism is so big with many alleys to pursue and venture down. This podcast today highlighted just a few and only the surface. Does racism exist? (sighs) Yeah, of course. And it probably always will. But with each new generation, we diminish it a little more each time. Each generation becomes a little more tolerant and understanding and caring. But it's done with education. So let's use the word racist where it needs to be used. Towards the KKK and white supremacist groups. But let's cut the shit and try to tie all white people to that word and paint all white people as racist or is inherently racist, or the white devil, and you can't trust any of them. We have got to stop calling people racist we disagree with just to shut them down or to marginalize them or their position or their stance on something. What's a good example of that? Wanting border control is not racist. It does not mean someone hates Mexicans. That's the worst argument, and it's intellectually weak. Wanting stricter control on illegal immigration is not racist. We are a country of immigrants. Always have been, and we always will be, but we have laws and rules that need to be followed and enforcing them is not racist. So cut the shit and have honest conversations on these subjects for once without name-calling or demagoguery. I just relit my cigar, got a little smoky there. So let me give you a couple examples here. I know a Filipino man who came here legally, and for five years he worked and saved money to bring his wife and kids over from the Philippines. So then why does someone get to just walk across our border with their family? Is it fair to this Filipino man and his family? Should we make it easier for people to get citizenship? Sure. Should it take five years for him to bring his family over? No. But we also shouldn't just let people walk across the border. Shouldn't happen. So yeah, let's have a debate and a discussion on how we can make it easier for the guy to get his family over here and not take five years. Another example, I met a woman on a dating website. She was Brazilian. We had to communicate using Google Translate. She spoke Portuguese. I asked her why she was here and her story. And it went like this. And of course, I didn't ask her this on the first date. You know, we'd been talking a while and and had gone out and the whole nine yards. So her and her ex-husband moved here after his business failed. He ran a tile business, flooring tile. So they moved here looking for opportunity on a six-month work visa. And they had a young daughter. And again, they were divorced, but they came together. Once here, he found an American woman and he married her. So now he gets to stay fair, not fair, whatever, it is what it is. She has now been here for two years on a six-month visa. She's one and a half years over her visa. She is illegal. She is afraid she'll get deported and not be able to be with her daughter And because the, hu- the husband claimed the daughter and got her uh, citizen- citizenship as well. At first, God, I felt badly for her, you know, but then it occurred to me, Bitch, I am talking to you through Google Translate. You don't know a word of English. You've been here two years. One and a half of that's been illegal, and you have not bothered to learn English. Why not? If you want to be here and you want to stay with your daughter, which I think is a highly motivating factor, why wouldn't you do everything you could to acclimatize yourself to the country? Why wouldn't you learn English? Why wouldn't you take the steps that are necessary for you to remain here and become a citizen and stay with your daughter. In my opinion, it's just pure laziness and being comfortable. What do I mean? She currently lives in a community of many other Brazilians who look out for each other, but they don't really help each other learn. They don't encourage each other to learn the English language. They don't encourage each other to become better. She's a house cleaner, she goes to work, she does her job, and she goes home, and then she stays in this little community. Gets online, and she starts looking for an American man to marry her to solve her problems, which is how she ended up seeing me. Um, I smelt through that pretty quickly, and wished her the best. So again, at first I felt bad, but then I lost all respect for her, because if you put me in Brazil, in the exact same scenario, I will learn Portuguese and I will do everything I could to stay with my daughter and be the parent she needs me to be as opposed to living in the shadows, sneaking down alleyways, praying to God I don't get pulled over by the Brazilian police and found out that I'm illegal. So instead, what does she do? kind of what I just said. She lives here in the States in the shadows and in fear of deportation. And you know what? One day she is going to get pulled over or caught, then what? I do sympathize, but only to a point. Again, my friend from the Philippines came here and learned English and did everything the right way. He sacrificed so much being away from his wife and kids. Why should I not lose respect for a woman who now has to rely on finding a man and making him fall in love with her to rescue her from her own laziness and unwillingness to do what is necessary to be a citizen? Am I racist? I don't think so. I think it's not that much to ask. Again, if I move to Brazil, I'm going to be expected to learn the language and do the things necessary to stay in that country. That does not make me a racist or anybody else who looks at that situation as racist. Am I racist because I do not want 2,000 Sudanese war criminals to come to the USA? Am I racist because I want our government to do extreme vetting on refugees from Iran or Syria? No, no, that's not fucking racist Thinking at all. That's not racist ideology. But many will try to argue that I am or that people are that feel that way. You want to build a wall, you hate Mexicans, you're racist. That's not how it fucking works, man. Where's your head on this shit? You're going to the weakest argument to try to make your point. It's intellectually insulting. Voting. Am I racist because I want to have someone have a valid ID to vote? I have to walk into the polling place and give a valid ID. Forever, the Democrats have screamed that voter ID is racist and a ploy to keep blacks from the polling places. That's the biggest bunch of hogwash. It's just fucking ridiculous. One, that is racist to say... One, let's just be honest. It's racist of you to say or imply that blacks don't have driver's license or IDs. where they fucking just animals running the streets with no wallets in their back pockets? Wouldn't you agree that that's racist under your own definition of racist? Not necessarily our definition we spoke of at the beginning of the show, but the one that you try to cling to dearly. They say they are too poor or incapable of getting an ID. What? Even though everyone needs an ID to do almost everything, you need an ID to get a library book, to cash a check, to buy cigarettes or buy alcohol, to get on a fucking plane, and yes, to drive a car. You need an ID to get into some government buildings. But they argue it's hard for blacks to do that. That is so insulting to blacks and anyone with a brain. And for you to say that with a straight face tells me you don't even believe that. That's just some shit you're spouting out to sell your point of view. It's fucking ridiculous. They even did a study. Would you like to hear a little bit about it? So, this is from Vox.com, March 15th, 2017. A major study finding that voter ID law hurts minorities isn't standing up well under scrutiny. Now, again, Vox is, you know, they're not a conservative website. A follow-up study suggests voter ID laws may not have big effects on elections. It goes on to read, It was supposed to be the study that proved voter ID laws are not just discriminatory, but can also have a big impact on elections. But the study was flawed. There was a follow-up study, and that follow-up study suggests the findings in the original were bunk. That's their words, bunk. According to researchers at Stanford, Yale, and the University of Pennsylvania, let's face it, every Democrat loves Yale and uh, Stanford. Hmm. The original study was based on surveys of voters that are extremely unreliable, skewing the results. When the errors are corrected, the follow-up researchers found there's no evidence in the analyzed data that voter ID laws have a statistically significant impact on voter turnout. Looking at the broader research, the empirical evidence has tended to find that voter ID laws have a small impact on elections. It goes on to read, Still, when you look at the empirical evidence beyond these two studies, it sure looks like voter ID laws, for all their problems, just don't have a very significant impact on election outcomes. Mm -hmm. Really? Everybody knows that. But the left has been trying to sell this lie forever. So the article then went on to say the voter ID laws are still racist, though. So after they state all the facts in the study, they then go on to state why these laws are inherently racist and designed to be racist. I don't even fucking have... (laughs) What do you say to something like that? (laughs) I know what we could say. Can't we all just cut the shit on this type of crap? Listen, guys, I want to thank you for hanging in here today and listening, especially with my voice going out and me not having my drink here. It's a touchy subject. And I'm sure I botched it at times, or maybe even sounded racist myself in some of my spoutings. But let me state for the record, of course I'm a racist. At least according to all those college professors and elites. But according to them, you're a racist too. So I figured, why not look at myself and some of my own racist views? You know, to really get the pot stewing. I probably could have ended it here and got away scot-free. Leave it to me not to do that so one of my favorite skits ever was that chris rock uh, had an infamous comedy bit and it ran like 12 minutes at least according to the wikipedia page i didn't time it but the subject was and this is i'm reading off wikipedia people so don't scream niggas versus black people and again according to the wikipedia page he describes niggas as a cohort whose behavior Which embodies many negative African American stereotypes is usually detrimental to the image of other black people. Niggas, he says, glorify ignorance and sloth and brag about fulfilling any minor responsibility. In his skit, he did this little bit. And on it, he says, You know, when I go to the money machine tonight, all right, I'm going to read it word for word. When I go to the money machine tonight, all right, I ain't looking back over for the media. I'm looking for niggas. Shit. Ted Koppel ain't never took shit from me. Niggas have. So you think I've got three guns in my house because the media outside? He was trying to make a point that these gangbanger thugs are the ones that he's concerned about when he's out and about. And they may be black. He goes on to say later on that he's never done that joke again. Ever. And he probably never will. His reason being because some people that were racist thought they had license to say the word nigga. So he says, I'm done with that routine. So with that said, I don't want to use that word either. I just read it because it was in the Wikipedia to get my point across. I'm not a fan of the thug life. We'll just call it that for now. Male walking around acting like an ass and openly aggressive. Now, before you scream, see, a white man scared of a strong black man or some crazy shit. I'm also not a fan of a white gangbanger or Mexican gangbanger doing the same shit. And Chris Rock's skit, he was talking about the difference between the ends and the black words. or uh, The ends and uh, black people. And I do agree, there's a difference between, heck, I won't even use that term again, uh, between a thug or a gangster compared to a black male. Just as there is a difference between white trash piece of shit and a white man. We don't really have a very derogative term that's short for white piece, a white trash piece of shit. We need to come up with something. So uh, I will live next door to a black man. I'll live next door to a white man. I'll live next door to a Mexican. I will eat and drink and socialize with a black man, white man, or Mexican man. I don't really give a fuck about that. But I don't want to do any of that shit with white trash or fucking thugs. And really, who does? Honestly now, be honest with yourself before you start getting all pissy and screaming at your computer screen or your iPhone listening to me. Not all poor people are white trash or thugs. So don't go and equate that shit together. We are talking about the lowest element of our society. The takers, the thieves, the rapists, and the criminals in those groups. But... (sighs) That got me to thinking of why maybe some black people distrust whites so much, and maybe why some whites distrust blacks so much. If a young black man is raised in the ghetto, he is going to have a different perspective of white people than a black male who grew up in a middle-class or affluent neighborhood. If a poor black neighborhood has a white trash family living there, their only interaction on a daily basis with a white family is these nasty-ass, white-trash, drug-using motherfuckers. And if that family is truly white trash and not just poor, then they will have a negative view of whites based on that experience, and then they extrapolate that out to all whites. If this family of whites that we see daily beating each other up and doing drugs and all this other shit They must be just like all the other fucking whites. And if that's the case, I don't want nothing to do with them, right? But the same holds true in reverse scenario of a thug family in a white neighborhood. If a thug family moves there and is selling drugs and is fighting and acting like fucking assholes, that white neighborhood is going to extrapolate that out to all blacks and think that that's how it must be how they are. So obviously there's that whole police thing and that whole situation with uh, the trust and so forth there. We're not really going to get into that. But a young black male in the ghetto sees whites living different than him. Uh, He grows up resenting that person or race of people. Instead, if they should have to have some type of resentment, they should probably look at it as class warfare and not racist against whites or hate against whites. I don't agree with class warfare either, but it falls more into that category than racism. I would say to you that the white trash feel the same way about other whites who are well-off. But they don't view it as racist, but again, it's kind of class warfare. They hate them for having what they don't have. So in other words, it's, it's a money thing. It's a poor versus rich thing. And again, I don't necessarily subscribe to all of that, but it's more that category than racist. Poor blacks and poor whites have the same enemy, if you will, but one views it as racist and one views it as class warfare, but they're the exact same thing. Obviously, this is a much deeper and profound subject than this, but again, it's one of the legs of the octopus, and it's one that needs to be discussed, and and debated, and thought about. So, you know, I despise anyone who preys on others, who robs others, rapes others, kills others, steals from others, black, white, or brown, so in that sense, I will be racist towards the color of skin. And that color of skin is whoever's preying on other good, hardworking people. So if you're a piece of shit, I will look at you and treat you as if you're a piece of shit. Because you are. And that's just me keeping it real. Whether you're black, white, yellow, pink, whatever. If you're a fucking thug and you're hurting people, that's not racist. That's just me looking at you like a fucking stupid animal that you are. So again, if you want to act like a thug or a gangster, regardless of your race, then I and most of society will look at you and treat you differently. And you can call it racism, but we all know what it really is. Don't lie to yourself. You're a predator on other humans, and all whites, blacks, brown, yellow, pink, and green people despise that in any race or any person. So again, forgive me, but we could go on All day and night, I'm sure. But we should probably get going. My hope is, if you listen to this, you did so with an open mind. And ask questions of yourself. Speak to your friends over the bonfire and a beer and discuss these things. Debate them. Break them down. And come to understandings in your own mind of what racism is and what's really going on. Talk about all the things I discussed. Laugh off some of it as stupid. Give other parts a hard, deep thought and, you know, discuss it, guys. Put your own prejudices aside, your own biases aside. Take off your ideological glasses. Do it with honesty and respect and integrity. Listen to others weigh their words. Contemplate them and ask them to do the same with yours. When I watched that blackface video uh, on The Noah Trevor Show, I took it and I watched it with an open heart and an open mind and it changed my mind on blackface. So it's, it's the only way we can ever really hope to one day overcome racism and get those who yell racist to silence those they disagree with to finally cut the shit. Well, again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, cut the shit podcast. And um, as Ron Burgundy would say, stay classy. And until next time.